You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, folks, and welcome, welcome to America's Web Radio. You are listening to On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Ah, it's great to be back. Let me go ahead and apologize for being out last week. You know, um, when you just did that, I think we had 45 women faint. <laughs> you know, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it one more the, time for the, the ones uh, that didn't faint? That's right. Get close to your speakers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> Elvis! Our, our IT guy thinks that he's at a soccer match. You know, he's a big hockey fan over there. <laughs> Nah, he's just a punk. He, he won't come on air. I'll try to bait him with uh, saying some things about hockey, but I can't say too much because I like hockey too. But uh, I am a soccer fan. But uh, but I tell you, folks, I hate missing. Wait shows. a second. Wait a second. Let's get Uh-oh. back to this hockey stuff. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen a hockey cheerleader? Okay, that is a good point. That is a good point. But I will say this. Ice girls. I. Ice Girls. When when we had the Atlanta Thrashers, um, we had the Ice Girls, and we had the best Ice Girls uh, out there. And what they would do is they'd come out in between periods, and they'd skate around. And uh, mm. we had some nice uh, thr- – we call them the, – I think they were called the Thrasher Women or something like that. They actually had a team. And um, – Still have the poster. And, and, and <laughs> our, our goes IT to bed guys, with him every night. Every night, that post is probably on his door <laughs> or or ceiling. Um, but that's true. Yeah, you know, how we miss the folks. If if you're wondering why we're talking about the Atlanta Thrashers, it's because we America's Web Radio. We do here in Georgia. Our home base is Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Sandy Springs, Georgia. I should say, and uh, we miss our Atlanta Thrashers dearly. And you know, it just kills me that Florida can have a hockey team. Uh, Nashville has a hockey team, and somehow Atlanta just can't seem to keep a hockey team. But uh, I'm willing to trade the Atlanta Hawks for – no, I shouldn't say that. We're going to get some angry <laughs> listeners out there. Oh, no, then you'll get me angry. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, look, we have one championship team in this town right now, and it's Atlanta United, so uh, we'll keep them. Um, okay, folks, now, like I was saying, I, I – Sorry for being out last week. Um, boy, did it, there's just so, so much going on that we're going to have to get to today. Uh, and I, I, it's hard to even know where to start. And But one thing I think I, I, I'm going to have to do is, is point out, of course, yesterday was, was MLK Day. And I hope everyone had a good, good day yesterday, a, a good uh, observation of or a good time observing Martin Luther King Day. I hope that that you guys didn't just uh, use that as a day off and and go do your own thing without without reflecting a little bit on what yesterday was. And I bring this up because if you listen to today's Democrats, if you listen to any Democrat sycophant or you listen to anyone who's married to the letter D or uh, any of these activists out there and, and the Democrat Party, they will tell you Martin Luther King, what a great Democrat he was. And that's just a bunch of crap, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what happened? Let, let's, let's, let me put it to you this way. One of the best things that Martin Luther King said, and he lived by this, folks. He lived by it. Martin Luther King lived by this. 
the Democrat Party does not live by this today. But one of the best things that uh, Martin Luther King said, uh, you know, back then in his heyday was, we should judge, and I'm going to paraphrase, but we should judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Now listen to this. This is what, listen to me closely, because this is what I mean by reflecting yesterday, by, by reflecting upon what yesterday means, not just uh, enjoying your day off. Understand what Martin Luther King meant by judge one by the character, by their character, the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Now, folks, let me ask you this. Who is it today? Which party today puts you in a box, puts me in a box, puts everyone out there, every citizen, every voter or or even illegal person out there, which party puts them in a box? That would be the Democrat Party. You're a Hispanic American. You're a gay American. You're a, a downtrodden American. You're a this. You're a that. There's no individuality, folks. And why do they do that? You're a poor American. You're a middle American. You're a this. You're a 1%. You're a 50%. You're All of these are victim boxes. And there's one party right now that that identifies you by the box they put you in. And and you may refer to this as identity politics. But there's one party that will put you in a box. And David looks like you've got something to say. <laughs> my, my question is, how do you get in that woman's size six shoebox? Well, you know, luckily, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's... <clears throat> It really is crazy when you think about it, and, and I want you listeners out there and, t- and your friends and, and all of you out there have uh, Democrat friends who, who don't even realize that they're being put in a box. And when you put people in a box and you make judgments on identity, when you make judgments on how someone looks, you're doing the very opposite of what, of what Martin Luther King dreamed about. You're doing the opposite of the way he lived. So if you're out there and you're a black Democrat – and you want to hang uh, or wear the badge of of Martin Luther King. You, you want to hang the badge on your wall of Martin Luther King. You want to proudly go through the uh, so-called educational institutions of this country using Martin Luther King to further your agenda. You need to look in the mirror and really, really, really think about what you're doing. You need to go read what Martin Luther King was about. You need to go actually read what he wrote and read how he lived his life. Because, uh, if, excuse me again. Oh, go ahead. Um, the show that that General Dix did yesterday on. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, it was. I mean, and he had some very, very kind words and and very well, educational. Maybe that's I don't know a better mm-hmm. way to describe it of Martin Luther King and what he did and and uh, as a general, a black general. Certainly different from a lot of situations. And, you know, and we evolved from the military into the discipline in the military, the discipline at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, there are so many messages. And, and like uh, General Dick said, you know, one of the bottom lines of Martin Luther King was 
was the golden rule, and it's very simple. And if we live by it today, we'd be in a hell of a lot better a position than we are, you know? Without a doubt. Uh, and it's just, you know, many of these horrendously complicated questions have very simplistic answers. Of course. You know? Of course. Yeah, but, no. but if you solve problems, then you won't gain power. That's You can't true. make people dependent on you. And, and folks, what David's talking about is the uh, Georgia Military and Hall of Fame Hour, which is a great show that uh, I believe, David, is on Mondays. Yeah, it's uh, Georgia Military Veterans. Veterans. Hall of Fame. <clears throat> and let me throw out that uh, they're having an in, uh, they're inducting uh, 15 more Vietnam or veterans. It doesn't have to be Vietnam, but they're in, um, bringing in six, uh, 15 more uh, veterans on January the 29th, mm-hmm. and it's going to be in the Capitol Rotunda, and it's open to the public. The inductees will be there, and uh, as one of the colonels that started it says, bring your own box of Kleenex. Mm-hmm. We they don't supply the Kleenex, but <laughs> you'll need it, right. and uh, it's it's just tremendous. And these these people like General Dix. It's it, these people that have given so much for us, and we don't appreciate uh, you know the sacrifice, the sacrifice that the families have made. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's um, like I had a guy tell me today. Uh, you, you remember the old carpenter saw that. That has, you know, you have two ends on it, one person pulling and one person shoving. And that's sort of the way that, and I thought it was a great analogy of husband and wife when one of them goes to combat. One of them is deployed. Mm -hmm. And they're working together, one's pushing and one's shoving. Or one's pulling and one's pushing. pushing. Um, But folks, we're a country, and if there's one term I hate, it's... African-American. No, we're Americans. We're Americans. I'm not going to I'm not going to call my buddy well, across the table, you know. I could call him a short American. No. <laughs> well, it's a, it's you know, it's a, we're Americans. Well, you know, David, we had a a president who is who is held up by the Democrats as one of their greats, uh, Roosevelt, who who said hyphenated Americanism will be the fall of uh, I'm paraphrasing but will do more harm to this country than than a lot of other things. I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, he warned about hyphenated Americanism. Now there was a lot of there's a lot of things I could go on that Roosevelt did wrong, in my opinion. But he Fair was. Wo- <laughs> yeah, but he was 100 percent right when he said hyphen. There is no place for hyphenated Americanism in this country. Oh my God! I didn't and, even realize yeah, that was that abs- popular. Well, then. the media's not going to tell you, and schools aren't going to teach it because again, this is a Democrat who was warning. Of groupthink, a Democrat back then that was warning of box think, which is what I'm talking about now, about how Democrats are putting everyone in a box. I'm going home. Um, I've learned my one thing but, for the day. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I try and help David every day. <laughs> so, but but we, but his point, and unfortunately, it's too bad it's not taught because hyphenated Americanism is what will allow you to let to is how it allows you to let yourself be put in a box um i've been told countless of times oh you're a mexican-american no i'm an american first who happens to be of mexican descent and i'm proud of that heritage but i am 100 percent proud that i was lucky enough to be born in this country and to be an american my father who was not born in this country 
who is an American citizen now, and I remember the day my father was able to hold up his passport. And you want to talk about needing a Kleenex. My father was able to hold up his passport years and years and years and years and years after he came to this country, but was able to hold it up and go, I am now an American. To see him tear up, me, my family tear up, when he was able to do that and what it meant to him. It, it it drives me crazy that we have people that are lucky enough by the grace of God to be born in this country and live in this country and have all the opportunities afforded to them this country has and don't see them appreciate it like, say, my father, who was not born in this country. He was born in a third world country, but he was able to come here to the United States and was able to make something of himself and then hold that passport up and go, I am a citizen. That's beautiful. So it's amazing, folks. All right, folks, we've got to go to our first break. I know it goes fast, but uh, hang tight. We will be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Uh, This is On Point with Victor. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shower. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. And we're glad that you're listening to America's Web Radio. And as you go to our website, uh, I'd ask that you do a couple of things. One, click on Tornado Body Dryer. I think you'll find it quite interesting. You might even decide you wanted one. The other thing is um, you have the ability to become a patron. And what does that mean? That means you'll be the first to know about a lot of things. Uh, what's going on here? You can become a patron of the station or you can become a patron of a particular show. But it's, um, you know, you pledge to give a little bit. It's not a whole lot, but it's, uh, it's you know, we are not a nonprofit. We hope to make a profit. That's the whole point of doing all of this. But uh, 
And we're doing it with uh, shows like Victor's and the, the hosts that we've got. All of our hosts are fantastic, and you'll be privileged to know the new shows that we're going to be adding, which are... <laughs> I think are going to be there's there's no other station in the country that does some of the shows that we do, um, and we're very proud of them and we support our host and we support our country and again I want to invite you to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame induction ceremony of 15 new inductees on January the 29th at the Capitol Rotunda. The governor will be there and a lot of other dignitaries. Uh, Victor can't be there, so, you know, we'll just... What I'm doing is we're, we're going to paint a picture of him and <laughs> take it and hang it up in the wall in the corner. Well, you but, won't need a lot of space. That's true. <laughs> you, won't need, you won't need too much space. Okay, well, we'll do it over the urinal then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Victor, I, I don't mean to give you. I can oh, take I, it. I know. Yeah, that's because you're a sport. But no, we uh, we do appreciate our listeners, and we do appreciate the the folks that have signed up to become patrons. And we'd appreciate it if you'd think about becoming a patron. And whether it's five dollars a month that you pledge, or a hundred dollars a month, whatever you feel comfortable with, and enjoy the shows that we do, which are absolutely outstanding we haven't following victor's show is mr b with um locked, locked and loaded. loaded and that's mr it's mr b not mr t but mr b and uh then detailing addiction which is uh you know here again it points out and detailing addiction goes and shows it it points out how we've been infiltrated, and that's a big word, and people say, oh, no, 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 but we have been, and it's been going on since 1955, and we're right smack dab in the middle of our 21st century Cold War. And when I say that, look at the division in this country. Look at the parents that aren't doing their jobs. Look at the vaping. Kids that in the fourth and third, well, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, smoking and vaping and doing this and doing that. So it's scary, folks, and you gotta you got to accept we have a problem. And we got the only way it can be cured, in my opinion, is in the home and the parents. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we're, we're coming back now. And, and uh, I, you know, I was talking before we went to break. Uh, about how my father, how he was able to stand there and hold his passport. And I'll tell you, um, his brother came here shortly after he did, and and uh, my uncle. And uh, he was able to do the same thing. And, folks, I cannot explain to you. I get chills right now just telling you what it means when you can come to a country, and I beg you to tell me another country that can even compare, when you can come to a country like this, being from another, uh, let's just say third world, fourth world country, because that's, that's what a lot of these other countries are. 
and to be able to come to the number one country in the world. And yes, I said it. The United States, by far the number one place on this planet. We've got the strongest economy. We've got the strongest military. We're the only ones that will stand up for liberty. We're the only ones that will stand up for freedom. And and it may not be the Democrat Party that will stand up for those those ideals. But we have people in this country. We do have a party, mostly in the Republican Party, although I have a problem with some of them. But the foundation of this country, let me put it to you this way. We're the only country that has a document that explains the ex- and explicitly explains the limitations of government over the people. No other place on planet on this planet Earth can say that. We here, we the people, this country, the United States, the only place that has a document that we must live by, a document that describes and explains the republic which we are. We are not a democracy, ladies and gentlemen, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. We, I, You will never hear me on this show call this country a democracy because we are not. We are a republic. We are a rule of law. And we have that constitution that explicitly explains that what powers the government can have and it limits the powers of government over the people so when i explain to you how my father and my uncle came here and was able to hold up those passports and 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 with jubilation say i'm an american citizen i don't see pictures of people going woohoo look at me i'm a french citizen <laughs> woohoo look at me i'm a ukrainian citizen and 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 don't get me wrong i love the ukraine because you know i've got some family ties there now um but it, it, you get my point. Uh, it, so, so I just, I just have to stress that. But I want to get back to a little bit about how I, I was talking about these boxes and the boxes that that the Democrat Party are putting us uh, everyone in. Uh, the, there's the one party that that will put you in these boxes. Why are they doing that, folks? You've got to ask yourself why are they doing that. Why does why do we have a party that strives for division? Why do we have a party that strives to make you envy your neighbor? Why, folks? Think about it. Why do we have a party that wants to make you a victim? Why do we have a party that right now, right now, we have the lowest black unemployment? There are more black families being taken care of by their by. Well, what's a better way to put this? There are more blacks. By capitalism. Yes, capitalism. There are more more blacks and Hispanics and Asians and women and just people of all color who are are able to take advantage of a capitalist system of freedom here in the United States. So what does that mean? That means there are more black families maybe staying together, more Hispanic families staying together. That means there are more families are being able to take care of each other. That means a lot. But why do you have a party here? Why do we have a party here in the Democrats that want to reverse that? Why? You have to ask yourself, and if you're one of those out there who are married and attached to the letter D, you have become so attached to the letter D that you are now a sycophant. So the fact that we have the lowest unemployment, the fact that we have more Americans working, the fact that we have the strongest economy in the country, I mean in the world, the fact that we have the fastest growing economy in in the world the fact that we all of this is based on liberty and freedom that you can come here or be born here start a business 
get jobs because there's more jobs right now than people. All of this is happening in the United States, folks. And we have a party that wants to reverse it. We have a party that's telling you, no, 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 no. You're not seeing all these good things. You're really not. We have to reverse things because we've got to make you a victim. Think about that because that's what's going on. Divide and conquer. And conquer. And that's exactly where I was going with this, David. Because we have a party, and sometimes they're aided by the establishment Republicans, and that just drives me crazy. But we have a Democrat party right now that is solely invested on dividing the American people so they can conquer the American people. And and don't laugh at this, folks. The Democrat establishment, the Washington Democrat establishment looks at you as the enemy. If you do not agree with them, do you think they want to sit down and talk to you? Do they? Do you think that you they want to sit down and hear your ideas? No, they try and shut you down with groups like Antifa. They try and shut you down by calling you a racist. They try and shut you down by telling you there's something wrong with you. Let me ask you something. This is a very scary thought. Uh oh. As you're sitting there and just just what you said. And you take it and you say, okay, and we both agree, we're, we're living in the lowest employ- unemployment, yeah, lowest uh, unemployment, everything, okay? And that's with the Democratic division. What if we were united? united. Holy oh. cow. I mean, can, wait a second. Where could we go? Can, we already own the, uh, the, we, the, we earn the, <laughs> own the world. Are we going to go <laughs> capture the universe? The, the sky's or, the what limit. What can we do? Well, I mean, think that, about it. You know, that is a, an awesome, awesome point, David. If we were united, imagine what we could do. They you look. It. No, no, they we, don't. Because we'd be, we'd be a, a, not only would we be on the moon, we'd be circling oh, it. We'd be <laughs> out well, wherever. Well, think about it, David. You asked the question, why? Well, the reason is because a free people here in the United States standing together as one, the, the American, if we stood together as Americans first, then the politicians wouldn't be able to divide us. You know, if you think back... We had it in World War One after the Japanese bombed us. We were a very united front, mm-hmm. and we came from nothing. We took back our own steel that we'd given them, and we defeated communism, and we defeated uh, Nazism. And, and Japanese know. imperialism. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then we had, by 1960, we're going to put a man on the moon. What happened? We were united. Yeah. And we put a man on the moon. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats sat back and said, well, you know, this this really sucks. If we're not divided, then how are we going to get well, in and do anything? I'll give you a prime you know? example. You look back at uh, Gulf War One. Um, no, I'll take an even better example than that. You look back uh, under uh, – Bush the second. <laughs> Bush the second. <laughs> I don't like dynasty folks in case you don't remember. Um, but you look back at uh, W. Um, when we were attacked, our soil, when they brought down those two buildings and killed uh, almost 3,000 Americans, we were more united after that as a country than we had been in, in years and years, I mean, probably decades. Uh, but look how quickly. So if you and, and and don't doubt me folks go back and look go back and look at when the terrorists attacked New York City 
Look at how the country came together and stood behind W, and look at at, at just look at the numbers that his popu- popularity numbers and and all the numbers that people like to call out. But you look at how the country rallied behind its president. We became Americans on September 11th. We all became an American family, and we stood behind George W. Bush. But it took maybe a month. I don't even know if it took a month before the Democrat Party said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. we got to put the brakes on this unity. If we continue to stand behind and support W and we continue to allow Americans to stand together, we may not get our power back. And, folks, after 9-11, it wasn't only a couple of years before uh, we had another election and George Bush was running for re-election. And, the, boy, did the Democrats... Look how quickly they turned. And then what did we see? The accusations of racism, the accusation of atrocities, that our military was committing atrocities. And and it was just one thing after another until they were able to divide the country again. And this is what I mean, folks. We have to stop letting ourselves be placed in a box. I cannot tell you how many times I have been called names and and gotten to uh, arguments because I I call myself an American before I let anyone call me a Mexican-American. And I don't like hyphenatedism. And it's always the Democrats who get on my case about that. All right, folks, we're going to another break here. This one will be quick. You uh, stay – let me (laughs) – never mind. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. Oh, there's a machine called a washing machine for your tongue, we, <laughs> and we could put it in a body dryer and dry it off right quick. I might it, need it. Know? I might need <laughs> I think you over-exercised it. I don't know. But anyway, we'll be back right after this. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the tornadobodydryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shop. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the sweet music of Pointless. <laughs> so, um, all right, folks, so that's basically my message for Martin Luther King Day. Don't let yourself be put in a box. Don't let them make you think you're a victim. Uh, because the more you allow yourself to be identified with some type of victim status or you're this or you're that, that's basically the Democrat Party telling you that you aren't smart enough to make it on your own. And the more you fall into that, the more power you're going to give politicians over you. And 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 we just we really, really, really need to stop and and take that power back. And folks, uh just one more thing about about unity. For three years Donald Trump has been fighting the Democrat Party. 
He's been fighting the lamestream media, and he's been fighting the establishment Republicans led by uh, douchebag Romney. And and <laughs> I shouldn't. I, you know, I'm trying to be nice. I really am. But I just for some reason, I cannot say the name Romney without following it or preceding it with douchebag. But anyway, um, imagine you look at what you look at the accomplishments of this president in three years with all the opposition, 98 percent of the media against him, 100 percent of the Democrats against him, a lot of establishment Republicans against him, never Trumpers against him. Uh, you you name it, and you look at what he's been again, and yet all of that in his face. Donald Trump is actually keeping his promises. Donald Trump is actually standing up for America, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump stood at Davos today, and and if you didn't have a chance to listen to the Davos speech today, go look it up. Please look it up. Please look it up. Uh, he. I don't think we've had a president, at least not in recent history, that stood in front and was willing to stand up for the United States of America. Uh, Donald Trump stood in Davos today, and if you don't know what that is, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little meeting where all these millionaires and billionaires and elitists get together. All these elitist leaders from these other countries and millionaires and billionaires, they all get together, and, and by the way... They all got out there on private jets. You see, folks, they can take private jets. They can have an entourage of SUVs. They can have the biggest carbon footprint they want because they're better than you. But you, the peasant, no, you can't have all those. You can't have those luxuries. By golly, if you do those luxuries, you're killing the planet. But not them. Somehow, their carbon footprint doesn't stink. All right, I'm getting off track here, but let me let me get back to this. So, so Donald J. Trump, President Trump, every American should be proud of him today because he stood in front of these these socialists, these elitists, in some instances communists or communist sympathizers, uh, millionaires, billionaires. He stood in front of them today, and he said, not only not only does the United States have the greatest economy right now. Not only do we do have that, but I, as president of the United States, will put America first, and I'm going to continue to do so. I am just unleashing the American ingenuity. We're getting rid of regulation. We're cutting through the bureaucracy so that Americans can flourish. And look what's happening. In three years, lowest unemployment in history, more Americans working in history, more people coming off food stamps, more Americans coming off dependency, more Americans taking care of themselves. Opportunity galore. And he's not afraid to say it. In fact, President Trump went as far as to say, look, I'm showing you, not not just him, we, we as America are showing you the world, you the global community, we're showing you how to do it. All you've got to do is emulate it. We don't have a patent on what we're doing here in the United States. We don't have a patent on capitalism. We don't have a patent on the way that we can show how if you unleash your people. Let me tell you something, and this is what Donald Trump was getting to. Everyone in the world has that yearning spirit to succeed or that spirit that they want to better themselves if you just get out of their way. And Donald Trump stood in front of all these socialists and communists and millionaires and billionaires and said, 
you people across the globe, the global world, you can have the same for your people if you just emulate the model that we've had and that we're showing you in the United States. We're showing you how it's done. And let me tell you something, folks. The Democrats in this country and the globalists across the world hate it. When you're a socialist elitist leader, when you're a communist elitist leader, when you're a tyrannical government elitist leader, or you're in the Democrat Party here, unfortunately, you don't want more independence. You want less independence because you want dependency. Your power relies on dependency. So let that sink in, folks. Let it sink in. But go go check out his speech. It was a good one. It was really a good one. Uh, you're not going to hear about it. And I guarantee you it wasn't covered on uh, the major news networks. Uh, they were too busy trying to cover this fiasco of an impeachment that's going on. Uh, we have a party in this country that wants to impeach a president because they're mad he got elected. They're They want to impeach him. Because they're mad he got elected. And he's over there in Davos and, and making deals with China and making deals with who, with everyone else uh, and making this country great. So, okay, folks, I'm going to deviate a little bit. Um, I, I did have a little bit to, to get into, but I'm going to deviate because I'm going to go to the phones. And uh, Mark the Shark is on the lines. Uh, Mark from New Good York. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, doing great, doing great. Um, Mark, I you know, this is great that you called. And, folks, uh, Mark is a, for those of new listeners out there, Mark is a, uh, how should I put this, Mark, an astound... Um, an alligator. <laughs> he, he is a, he's one of those awesome good guys uh, in New York. Um, not only is he Jewish, he is a conservative, and, and he's a lawyer, and he actually does a lot of good work for the FOP, which is the, the uh, Fraternal Order of Police up there in New York. So so basically, New York does have a good guy on their side. Uh, there the is police. a good guy here, at least uh, one. So, Mark... You're you're a you know you've got the background in, in law and I, I so they started today with this circus that they're calling yeah, I'm actually a trial. Watching it as we speak with my right ear. Man, I don't know how you're doing it, but I'm glad you're doing it, so I don't have to. Uh, but I actually it is listen. Pretty pathetic. Oh, I, I listened to some of this this morning in the opening, and and let me real quick, Mark. Let's let's explain to the listeners. And to the Democrats out there, because I do have some Democrat listeners, Mark. So we're going to make we're going to blow their heads right now. Ooh, bipartisanship, <laughs> I like it. absolutely. You know, I I, I, str- I strive for bipartisanship. <laughs> so, so Mark, explain to the listeners what how the Constitution. Exp- okay, let me put it this way: impeachment is in the Constitution. The founding fathers put it there. But explain the difference and why and and how the, the limitations, I should say, and how it's explicitly explained in the Constitution how impeachment is handled, how the House does their part, and how the Senate well, does their I, part. Well, I can basically bring it down to the level of impeachment is to be used seldom and rare, and as you know, it's only been three times in our whole entire history. Right. And the bottom line is that it is supposed to be reserved specifically for high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, what does that mean? Disagreeing with the president is not a high crime or a misdemeanor. No. Uh, (laughs) But what you have is a process by which the brilliance of the Constitution really shines. Um, So you're saying orange man bad is not a prosecutorial charge. disagreeing with the guy doesn't make you an impeachable offense either. Exactly. Okay? You you cannot... Basically what they're doing is they're trying to overturn an election, which Mm -hmm. they've been doing before he was elected. But in essence, what happens is... let Let me put it this way. is The Congress acts as the grand jury, the finder of facts. 
They're responsible for calling the witnesses, for getting the information, subpoenaing documents, although we can spend an hour on the difference between a judicial subpoena and an actual congressional subpoena. Right. Congressional subpoena is not enforceable in reality until you go to the court branch. But as Nancy Pelosi and uh, Adam Schiff has said, that they don't want to go to the courts. They believe the courts have no jurisdiction in this impeachment matter. Well, it's nice to rewrite the Constitution, but... He's done that several times. He's rewritten the facts. When they couldn't find the facts, he just made them up, so it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a bumper sticker would be nice saying facts don't matter if you're a Democrat. Don't worry about it. But the reality is is that once that grand jury gets what they believe to be what they call articles of impeachment, they send them over to the, the, uh, the Senate. Senate. Mm -hmm. And the Senate is then the trier of the facts. And what happened here is... We really kind of, you know, listen, the Mueller report blew up. Um, there was nothing there. They came back with nothing. You know, it, it couldn't have been more of a farce. The only guy who learned anything from the Mueller report was Mueller, Mueller. when they <laughs> went over it. Because exactly. I don't think he had a clue. He had no idea. Yeah, and anybody who looked at that testimony really... And then from there, you went back and you looked at, you know, from an impeachment report, Okay, they send over those articles, and it, it says what the specific crimes are. Mm -hmm. Now, you had here something which was kind of interesting. They said abuse of power. And the abuse of power argument was termed in his use of executive privilege, which is God-given to him under the Constitution, which is sort of saying if he occupies the Oval Office, he's obstructing Congress and he's abusing his power. Well... It really, if you if somebody said, well, wait a second, isn't he supposed to be in the Oval Office, the White House? And you would say yes. Well, then how's that a crime? It doesn't matter. Hmm. Because they're looking at it and saying it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking at, the second obstruction of Congress, which is, again, his assertion of the executive privilege, okay? That was given specifically so that one branch couldn't ride Ruckshaw or... or well, ride over. Well, the whole run over in this case. The whole purpose. The, the whole purpose and and for executive privilege, Mark, is it not that the reason we have three branches of government is because to keep them all equal to so that we don't turn into a monarchy. And exactly, and executive privilege absolutely keeps the legislative branch in check. What I what I found amazing here is that if you went back and you listened to. Nancy Pelosi, if you listen to Adam Schiff, if you listen to Nadler during the Clinton impeachment, they have flipped 180 degrees. It's bizarre. Oh. They have gone completely opposite. Mark, I'm so glad you brought that up. And folks, what he's talking about, and you can look this up for yourself, because I, unfortunately I don't have the sound bites, but you can look back. Mark, let's take your guy, Schumer. And, and by your guy, I mean the New Yorker you have oh, to put Schumer up with. Schumer said that you can't impeach a president for nothing. You, you can't yep. just... You, you can't just basically create something, yep. which is what they've done. In 1996, Schumer stood on the floor of the Senate and said, the idea to bring witnesses during the Senate trial is, is absurd. It's absurd and, and not part of the Constitution. And not part of the Constitution. And, and in 1996, Schumer was 100% correct. Right. And fast now, forward to today... He's a reality Democrat, which means they create their own reality, so well, he, nothing has any basis in reality. He's a, he's a, let's talk about the history of today, and let's forget about tomorrow. Tomorrow well, never happens. If it suits I them. I mean, yesterday never happened. 
yeah. it's okay. Exactly. If it doesn't suit them, then we'll throw it out. Well, there's never been a better example, Mark, of of how the Democrats are the biggest hypocrites on the planet. When you have Schumer, and and, and folks, you can pull this up in a video. And in fact, um, Mark, I'm gonna let's take uh, Mark. Hang on right there. We're gonna go to a break, and then we're gonna come back, and we'll we'll point out some more examples of uh, hypocrisy on the Democrat side. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio, your voice in the matter. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we are on the phone with Mark the Shark from New York. Uh, so, Mark, we were talking about how, uh, you know, if you go back and look at Schumer in 96, he was saying the exact opposite of what he's saying today. And and the same with your – how does New York – how do you come up with these guys? It's the same with Nadler. Nadler uh, Nadler's doing the same. Uh-oh, I think we lost Mark. We may have lost Mark, but that's okay. I'm sure Mark will uh, will call back. Um, but what we were talking about, folks, and you can look it up, is is Senator Schumer actually during the Clinton and, – and again, folks, he was 100 percent right back in 96, back in the Clinton uh, impeachment, uh, where the, it is not the job of the Senate to do the job of the House. And what I mean by that is we have the House that is their sole job to impeach – that given to them by the Constitution and is the sole job of the Senate to try the the case. Uh, okay, Mark, I think you're back with us. I'm back with you, oh, if you got me. Perfect. I got you loud and clear. So, Mark, what I was just explaining is how the Constitution explicitly spells out the job of impeachment is solely rest in the House. And the job of the trial, the, the adjudication, solely rests in the Senate. So it is not the job of the Senate to call witnesses and investigate and do the job that the House didn't do. That's correct. 100% correct. 
And 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 Mark, that is exactly am I correct? And that is what Adam Schiff and Schumer are now trying to do. They they said. And and Mark, remember, they said it was so important that that Trump was so bad that they had to rush these articles through and impeach him. And then once they did it, what did they do? They oh, sat they on it for thirty three days. For thirty three days, and now they want the Senate to pick up where they left off in the House. Mark, that's absurd. Well, the thing that I I find the, the funniest in this whole process—not that it's funny at all—but they're now saying that they want a fair trial in the Senate. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering where these people, Schumer, Nadler, Schiff, Pelosi, were when the Congress was running this show so one-sided and so right. ridiculous that they never even had a minority day. Right. It's guaranteed for a minority day they never even considered it. Mm-hmm. And this is what people have to understand, how dangerous it is when one party is so empowered mm-hmm. and so righteous that they think that they don't have to pay attention to anything else including the Constitution, including the laws, well, including subpoenas. They think they can subvert the Constitution. They could have gone to the judicial branch. Of course. And they could have gotten a subpoena enforced. But you know what they knew? They knew that they would never get it enforced because the only thing that he did, the only thing that he didn't do was he exerted his privilege. Right. And he didn't listen to them. And the executive he, privilege is paramount. Yeah, and there's precedent all over the place for this. They um, would have gotten bounced out so fast yep. their heads would have spun. I'll tell you another reason, Mark, that uh, they didn't want to go to the judicial branch. And they didn't want to go because had they, had they, let's say the House had subpoenaed Bolton and subpoenaed whoever else they wanted to, then they, the executive privilege would have been, you know, they would have been exercised and then they would have gone to the judicial branch. But they know that it would have taken until summer for it to be adjudicated. So it would have drawn out and, and they felt like it would hurt them. Well, and, it would have hurt them because yeah. they're senators who, you know, every, con- every congressman, right. <laughs> senators running for president. Running for president. <laughs> the Democratic yeah. side. So exactly, exactly right. So, uh, so, and, and I, and, and this is what people need to understand, Mark. And, and I'm going to get into this in the next show on why I don't trust the establishment Republicans, because the Democrats felt they could get to the Senate trial and do what they're doing today, pressure the Republicans into allowing witnesses and then to, to let this cir- become a circus that the House performed. Well, the, the bottom line is that witnesses were supposed to be listened to. But that was supposed to be done in the Congress. In the House. The Senate looks at the data, looks at the transcripts. And that's their job. Their job is not to now get evidence, which Congress should have done. Mm-hmm. Their job is to be the trier of facts. But here's the problem. There are no facts that support the articles well, of impeachment. Well, this is so true. The Mueller search, the Russian collusion, and i got to tell you another thing. The fact that they talked about bringing in witnesses. Okay, you want to bring in witnesses? Let's bring in Hunter Biden. Let's see where the real the The, the real, the real crimes. <laughs> You know, the real issue, I, I, you know, when everybody says it's, it's not material, it certainly is. If Ukraine is supposed to be complicit in all this fake, you know, garbage that they're throwing around and the illicit use of funds, explain to me how someone, Hunter Biden, gets a job in a company where he doesn't even speak the language, has no experience whatsoever. In an industry that he knows nothing about. Yeah, that he has no previous, ex- you know, there's not even an explanation for something like that. And he but gets paid. But this is paid. the nepotism problem in uh-huh. Washington. 
you know, listen, it's Elizabeth tr- Warren did the same thing with her daughter. Oh, my gosh, don't get me started on her, but yes, she Mark. She did the same thing with her daughter. Yep. You know, where she wrote the bankruptcy laws, then went to these different companies that, that were going to be helped by those laws, and then set her daughter up in the company. Yep. So she made millions. Well, well you see, we look at that and we say, well, that's just business. Well, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is, is that Donald Trump, he looks great in a tuxedo, and him and our first lady, Melania, they look fantastic together and, and a white, you know, collared dinner. But the bottom line is he worked for a living. Yeah. And he grew up in Queens. And people say, well, he had a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, but he earned that silver spoon. Hey, you know, Mark, I, I don't know if there's such a thing as a silver spoon in Queens. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> Might have just been sterling something. Yeah, sterling silver. I, but Mark, you know, it, Back then, it was probably from China. Yes, you're right. But you know what? You're right, Mark. Uh, when you look at Donald Trump is a true, the true meaning of blue-collar millionaire. Um, and the, the guy worked, and, and, and I, you know, we always hear, oh, well, he got a million-dollar loan. Okay, fine. Maybe he got a million-dollar loan. And who cares where the loan came from, whether it was a bank, a small business association, or whatever, father, family. Look what he did with that money. That's the, the key. The, the man worked his tail off. Um, you want to talk about a loan. Gee, let's see. We, the people, gave the Obama administration a $350 billion taxpayer loan that he gave to Solyndra. Where's Solyndra today, yeah. Mark? Picking a winners, huh? <laughs> yeah. Don't take him to the track with you. Exactly, exactly. But, but Mark, getting back to the this impeachment fiasco, so how do you see this playing out? I, I, it's, it's dead on arrival in the Senate, but the only thing be. that they can possibly do is the Democratic senators can try to make some hay of the fact that they didn't call witnesses, the fact because the general population is going to be spoon-fed this stupidity through the lamestream media. Yeah. So they're going to hear over and over again the fact that they didn't call witnesses, as the Democrats wanted, they're covering up the truth. They've already started on their fourth session of impeachment. They've already started the, now the Senate is colluding with Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, we went through Russia, we went through Ukraine, we went through everybody so far, now we're going to try the Senate, because none of this is sticking, because it doesn't ring in reality. You know, well, if, you're, if you're so concerned that this guy is a danger, show me what, why is he a danger? Just... Well, if you ask anybody on the street, why is Donald Trump a danger to this country, you will get a blank stare. Mm-hmm. Because there is no danger. Well, he has show, been the best thing to happen since sliced bread. Well, here's the question I have for any Democrat out there, and I don't care your academic pedigree. I, I challenge you to, to come with me and show me the crime. Mark, there is they, they have two articles of impeachment that they put forth in front of the Senate. And neither one of them is a crime. Yeah, neither one of them are anything, which is what is amazing. It, it's it's basically the first article was obstruction of Congress. <laughs> which that's is a not constitutional possible. right that he asserted. So <laughs> right. now constitutional rights are obstruction of Congress. Maybe right. the abuse of power here is Congress, but you see, we're not going to hold them to any kind of standard. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at it and say, eh, it's just a bunch of idiots. I mean, it's ridiculous because, the, yes, that other article is, is uh, the, the uh, accusation of abuse of power by the executive branch. Well, it's absurd, uh, first of all. And second of well, all... What happened it, to the embezzlement? I, I missed that part. <laughs> yeah, this is what, where I was headed with that. If you really wanted to talk about abuse of power, uh, there's members of the Senate, members of the House that do it on a daily basis. How did, how did Biden get the, the... Look, Biden's gotten rich in, in government. 
Sanders you know, has gotten rich. They all come in as, as relatively poor people, uh-huh. and by the time they're in their second term, they're millionaires. They're millionaires and billionaires. How does that happen? Bernie the Socialist Sanders, Mark, has never had a job in his life. He's only been in government, but yet he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, and he's got a little nice little R8. He flies around <laughs> in private jets all the time. And he has three houses. Yeah. Well, you Go know, take a look at Nancy I, Pelosi's wall around her house—the ten-foot wall yep. that's immoral. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that. You mean they—they they can have a wall, they can have airplanes, they can uh, have SUVs, and you know what else they can have? Which my astute Marine listener just pointed out—they can have guns, they can have armed guards. But we, the peasant, Mark, we, the peasant class, we can't defend ourselves. Especially you in New York, Mark. You're basically screwed well, when it yeah, comes we can, to defending yourself. We can use yourself. forks, but they're going to try to outlaw those too. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, our, our brilliant mayor there is surrounded by nine guns, but he doesn't so, want to talk about you having a gun. Mark, let me point out another um, another no, point. Oh, we're going to run out of time here. All right, Mark, I appreciate it, man. We're going to have to bring you, you back. You guys have a uh, great weekend. Thanks so much. So folks, a great week, actually, too. Absolutely. And, folks, tune in for the next show. I, I know I didn't get to why I don't trust the Republican establishment, but I'll get to that next time. So you guys have a good week. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B., and uh, we'll talk to you soon. By, by the way, uh, Sam, you know, he did have he does have a job. He's, he's a pig herder, if you noticed his wife. <laughs> yeah. No, now that's that just was, me. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a slap on the wrist to the to Legend Dave. <laughs> Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it. And you'll love having one in your shop. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And, you know, real quick, before uh, Locked and Loaded with Roger comes on, with Roger B. here, I want to point out one other thing that kind of caps the conversation that we just ended. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, who is the, the latest uh, big lib, I'm just going to say lib, from New York, who's telling you, we, we the peasant, we have to use pl- public transportation to save the environment. But Bloomberg has six planes, three helicopters, 11 houses, 42 cars. So let that sink in. Let that sink in, folks. And uh, now we're going to go to Locked and Loaded with Roger B. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.